afternoon, everyone. Hey, it's Christy Yesler, the dependent agent. I have been spending the last week uh, trying to round out and end the month of March and uh, move forward with real estate and this new normal. Um, we are in the middle of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, and it's no fun. Uh, there's no doubt that uh, everyone in America should say that their lives have drastically changed, and they're about to change for a very, very long time. In fact, I believe we have a new normal uh, in front of us. And um, I want to apologize in advance. My voice is a little off today. Uh, we have a lot of oak pollen in Central Texas, and uh, oak pollen is my nemesis. So forgive me if I if I get a little choked up during this uh, episode. But we are facing. <clears throat> see, told you. We are facing a new normal here in in our world and in our world of real estate. And as the dependent agent, I know personally, I have been sitting and uh, sometimes quietly struggling with stress and depression and anxiety over what is happening in this world and what this virus means and what it may mean moving forward. <clears throat> And when you are an independent contractor and living uh, literally always paycheck to paycheck, um, and just like everyone else in this nation living paycheck to paycheck, your realities and <clears throat> some of your hopes and dreams just changed pretty drastically just a few short days ago <clears throat> when this quarantine all began. And so these stresses and these triggers are huge and they are real. And I had recorded an episode earlier about being sure you take care of you because as an agent and as a realtor specifically, you are called almost at your core in your in your vocation to serve others and help and be a resource to others and provide for others. Well, many, many times we forget to provide for ourselves. So what I had talked about earlier uh, in a previous episode was a little bit of self-care and remembering that you need to remember some of your stresses and anxieties. Well, that was quite a few days ago that I recorded that episode and fast forward to today and the stresses have gotten stronger. In fact, they have gotten more powerful than they were. And in fact, I argue they compound almost daily. And because of that, we really have a serious realization that I think we all need to make. And I have spent this week, as many of you have in the real estate industry, on back-to-back-to-back Zoom calls. Um, many, many talking about our industry and talking about latest updates and best practices and legislative issues and regulatory issues and edicts from the governor and what we can and can't do and discussions and legalities and discussions about liabilities. And we have been on call after call after call going over all of these different scenarios. And in the end of the day, we all know we're in uncharted waters. And in the end of the day, we all know that the only thing that's going to really dictate how this ends and how this goes is the virus and our behavior. And we can only control one of those things our behavior. And it leads me into a a little bit deeper dive into control. 
When you are in a real estate transaction, so for those of you listening that may not be a realtor, but you know that we work with buyers and sellers, and and when you work with buyers, especially right now in the new land of COVID-19, you are now dealing in a very uncertain world. You have buyers that may or may not have a job. You have become counselor-in-chief to them. And you are the one that is supposed to be providing good advice and support. So they have that concern. They have a concern over their loan status. They don't know if they're going to get approved or not right now. And in fact, some of the loan guidelines are changing. And because of that, we don't know what necessarily is going to actually close in the coming weeks. Um, So there's a lot of buyer uncertainty. And maybe they were buyers in the marketplace that were actively home shopping. And because of now new controls on how you can show property and maybe when you can show property, um, and even in some marketplaces, just yes or no, whether you can show property or not, um, it has changed their, their pipeline. A realtor's pipeline is now completely in flux. Um, we try to have really, really good pipelines available to us so that we can project our businesses. But in the end of the day, when when something like a virus comes up, that pipeline goes away. And unless you have some alternative plans or a reserve savings account, <clears throat> you better start making some pretty quick choices. And I'm going to share with you in a moment why I think some of those choices are a little misguided. With sellers right now, if we're representing sellers, we're worried about showings. We're not sure how we're supposed to show a property, show a listing, if it's occupied, unoccupied, um, what precautions we should take, who is being put at risk during a real estate showing. Is it necessary? Is it essential? Is it something we can do virtually? Sellers don't know who's coming into their home anyway, many times when the property is listed for sale. Now we need to be doubly sure that Maybe we know who's coming in, but is it okay to ask some of those questions like, have you had a fever for the last few days? Are you coughing? Are you in any way achy or do you, have you felt ill? Have you traveled anywhere that might put you at a, at a risk point? At this point in the pandemic, traveling anywhere puts you at risk and having traveled anywhere outside of your front door puts you at risk. So we have all of these questions that we're not even sure if we're allowed to ask. We certainly don't want to violate federal fair housing regulations. So here we go. We're in a catch-22. So we've got anxiety in buyers. We've got anxiety in sellers. We've got anxiety in our business operations. We've got new paperwork. We have new notices. Maybe we have some new disclosures and maybe we have some new changes to our errors and omissions insurance policies. And then we have the number one hot button trigger loaded discussion that I think can happen and has happened in the last two weeks. And that is a discussion very openly, but very, very coldly about whether or not a realtor is an essential worker. Now, as a small business owner and having been raised by a father who owned two manufacturing companies and was a businessman and an entrepreneur at his core, absolutely at his core, 
he would be sitting here telling me, you know, as a small business owner, uh, you have to make some really big decisions and every small business is essential. Every small business owner matters. Um, but in the eyes of the law and in the eyes of society and what is safe, that's not always the case. So we always know first responders, healthcare workers, military, law enforcement, protection services, and many government employees are essential workers. Infrastructure, grid, banking, they're essential. Now, in real estate, we fall under that financial services category. And in fact, our National Association of Realtors advocacy efforts, congratulations, RPAC, made it so that real estate transactions were recognized as a necessary financial American activity. Kudos, that is amazing. And as it's trickled down into the states and counties and cities, it has been adopted the same way, that, that real estate activities are deemed essential. And it's going beyond just a closing that's deemed essential. So that was very uplifting for a lot of people. What I found very ironic, very intriguing, was the in the the, the um, importance, the emphasis, and I think the personal um, feelings that being labeled as essential or non-essential meant to a lot of real estate professionals. I could sense through a lot of social media posts and conversations that I was having on these Zoom calls that there were some people that were genuinely concerned about not being labeled as essential. Well, everyone is essential. So I, I, I understand, and I understand that in times of crisis like a pandemic, we absolutely have to label who can be out and about and who are performing services that are truly essential. But it's a trigger. And it threw into the mix a little bit of self-worth conversation. The other thing that as the dependent agent, besides the self-worth conversation that I've been concerned about, is the trigger of the use of alcohol to cope with some of these triggers. I was shocked, but not surprised. Is that possible? Surprised, but not shocked. Um, mildly confused, yet disappointed, yet not surprised that liquor stores were labeled as essential businesses that could stay open. Okay, yep, a lot of money generated from liquor sales, a lot of tax revenue, lots and lots of importance around liquor. Really? Okay. I think it's an interesting commentary, isn't it? And, you know, let's turn all that liquor into hand sanitizer for now. Um, but there was a really big issue with that. And I really believe that that was a um, an interesting commentary that it said, I'm going to question whether or not you're an essential business or not. But I'm also going to be sure I provide you with a uh, very, very unhealthy, uh, dangerous coping mechanism to allow you to get through the stress of this time and this pandemic when you may or may not be able to work at whatever capacity you're even interested in working in. So we have delays in real estate. We have buyers and sellers that are confused and scared and on the fence. We have business operations that are tossed and turned into a blender. 
we have the conversation of whether or not you are essential. Of course you're essential. Every living soul is essential. And you have to recognize the fact that your actions matter and you have to stop being selfish. Many, many times addicts are labeled as the most selfish people that are out there. Short of maybe someone doing something really drastic and any of those depression, anxiety, or addictions, heaven forbid they lead to suicide. Many people say that's the ultimate selfish act. And I can see where that would be a, a logical line of reasoning. But we do need to be a little bit selfish right now in these times. We need to stay home. We need to listen to the authorities. We need to do what's right. But it doesn't mean we don't also need to work hard, contact people, and make our business grow and thrive and at least sustain through this very, very difficult time. But on a broader level, we have to remember that everyone is essential. You are essential. You are essential to your friends, your family, your loved ones. And you may even be essential to somebody that you don't even know that is admiring you now, admiring you professionally from afar, and you are an inspiration to someone. I hope that can be the case. I hope that everyone can be willing to take this pandemic and all the negatives that go along with it and turn it into a positive and turn it into a positive on something other than a meme just on Facebook. Turn it into some real positive action and sustain that positive action for a very, very long time, because this is not going to be a short term issue, a short term inconvenience. It's going to be a long-term fundamental change in the way we run our lives and in a lot of ways, the way we run our businesses and the way that we interact with each other is profoundly changing through this time. So if you're like me and stress and depression lead to anxiety, lead to triggers, lead to the thinking that because alcohol and liquor stores are labeled as an essential service, that you remember that peace and clarity and freedom and opportunity are far more important than any drink you'll ever have. So use this time to get some clarity and invest in yourself. Spend some time soul searching, spend some time analyzing and, and really taking a hard look. Take this opportunity for a reset. Your reboot button has been provided to you. Use it, but when you power back up, power back up for good and for the right reasons. So hang tough out there, everybody. This too shall pass, but do be sure you go and wash your hands.